Amazing. So I've got about five minutes now. So um, I, I'm just going to cut this really short, but I, I just sense that the Lord is calling us to more. And so in this moment, that's what I've been asked to speak on this morning. It's about creating space for more. So I'm just going to read one verse from Nehemiah 7. Um, it's going to be verse 4. Um, it just says this. So, so the context is that they've rebuilt the city. The walls have gone up. The doors have gone on. But there are no people there. So it says this, now the city was large and spacious, but there were few people in it and the houses had not yet been rebuilt. So they had made room for others, but the people had yet to return. And I think we can draw huge parallels to where we find ourselves today. Um, Jesus made room for others, didn't he? That he passionately seeks out those who have yet to return. Um, And when Jesus talked about the kingdom of God, he said it was like seeking and finding a lost coin, a lost sheep, a lost son. So how can we make room for others today? I just want to share three really quick thoughts, okay? So the first one is this, draw close to Jesus. It might sound counterintuitive, but if we want to make room for, for others, if we want to make room for more, then we've got to get our own house in order. We've got to make room for ourselves to grow. Um, I wonder if anyone had a moment during lockdown when we thought we were going to do things a bit differently, when we were going to find maybe healthier rhythms to life, um, spend more time with those closest to us, walk more, read our Bibles more maybe. But here now, here we are 21 months on, and as we used to, we may be going back into old habits. Maybe we've stopped reaching for our Bibles. Maybe we've gone to the, you know, we jump in the car quicker than we used to again. Maybe we're barely making it through the week, let alone making it out to church on a Sunday. The good news is wherever you find yourself today, there is more for you. And Andy didn't know I was going to share this later, but James 4 verse 8 again, he says, when we come near to God, he will come near to us. But we have to make an intentional choice to do that. And, And three very simple ways that we can draw close to Jesus is firstly through worship. Um, and we see this modeled by Nehemiah. He, he brings back in the musicians and the priests. So, and you see through the next chapters that the place of Jerusalem was filled with worship. We love to worship like we did this morning. Wasn't that just sweet? It's been so incredible just being able to sing together again. But I just want to encourage us, do we let the melodies of heaven fill our homes, our cars, our workplaces? For me, it's something I've been trying to press into more, listening to more worship music around the house. You know, filling the house with worship music and the atmosphere changes. Fill the car. I feel more relaxed when I'm in the car and uh, not that I can drive at the moment anyway, but when when I can, you know, I know that I'm a lot calmer when I'm doing that. So in the stress, the anxious, the worried moments, but also to express joy as well, it's really important that we do that. The second way that we can draw close to Jesus is through God's word. Part of the role of the Levites was to preach the scriptures. And then if we read on to the end of chapter 7, we see that Ezra the prophet opens the scriptures. Nehemiah is actively and intentionally prioritizing scripture. And it's such a life-changing thing for us to do. There is hope, truth, and life in these pages. But where to start? I warned him I was going to do this, but Steve Berry, one of our resident theologians, he says that the Bible is a little bit like an ocean. It's shallow enough for a child to dip their toes in, but deep enough for the most experienced theologian to never reach the depths. I love that, and I may have misquoted you, so apologies, Steve. But 
here's, here's what I do if, if that helps. Before I start the day, before I open my emails, check any social media or news feeds, I pick up my Bible. Normally for me, it's my phone because I've got the Bible there. Make sure I'm not going onto the other apps, but straight onto the Bible. Sometimes it's going through the Bible in one year. I've done various things. Right now, I'm reading through the whole of the New Testament during November, and it's been great to read that in a, in a quickfire kind of way. So, so good, so helpful. Um, if you want to find out different ways that you can um, connect with the Bible, we've got a great resources page, um, and I think it's going to come up in just a moment. Um, go check that out. There's so many good things there. And as we're heading towards Advent, that starts a week today, okay? I don't want to put the panic on if you haven't done any Christmas shopping, but we, we produce some Advent readings to help us to kind of go through this season, to expectantly wait for the coming Jesus. And that is such a great way to be drawn into the story of Christmas. So those are available online, or there are copies at the back, um, one of the back tables over there. Those are going to really help us as we head into Advent. And the third way, this is not rocket science if you've been around church for any time, but it's through prayer. I love the words in, in verse 5 um, that Nehemiah says, so God put it into my heart. And that speaks of, of, of a closeness, doesn't it? It speaks of a relationship. It speaks of Nehemiah who was a praying man. We see it throughout the, this book. And, and rhythms of prayer helped shape him and enabled him to live a life that was centered around God. So I just want to encourage us this morning, what rhythms of prayer do you have in your own life? You know, prayer is very simply talking to Jesus, saying what's in our heart, saying what we're struggling with, saying what we're thanking, thankful for, asking him to come into our lives, asking him to meet us in the moment that we, are, we are find ourselves in. Ask him to show himself to you. Now, maybe you want to go a bit deeper into prayer. We have monthly Kingdom Come prayer. There's other prayer gatherings as well that you can find on our website as well. Um, I found things like the Lexio 360 app, which you can find on the resources page, a really helpful way. Also doing something called the Examine. I was going to try and go through that, but we haven't got time. But if you look up the Examine, E-X-A-M-E-N, and maybe we can get that up on the resources page as well. That's a really helpful way to continually, to intentionally engage with Jesus throughout our day. Um, and I know when I do that, I'm so much calmer um, and every problem seems a little bit more manageable. But more than anything, I'm, I, you know, when I do that, I'm closer to Jesus and it helps me to live each step of my life, inviting him into whatever situation I'm in. So to make room for others, we draw close to Jesus and we draw close to others. So we see that with Nehemiah. He puts a bunch of people around him, doesn't he? You know, you see that in those verses in that chapter. So I just want to, I want to ask you, who are you gathering? Who's, who are you around that's gathering towards you and are you intentionally gathering towards being part of a small group is a great way to connect with others. Joining a team is a great way to connect with others. Um, if you've not made it out, if you're online today and you've not made it out to one of our on-site services, it's so good to be around people. And we put some safe measures in to try and help us to do this safely. But it's so good to be able to gather again. So I really encourage you to take a step there. Um, and the third thing is, is we want to draw others in. That's what the kingdom of God is about, isn't it? It's about drawing people in, and we see that through this chapter. Nehemiah intentionally sets out a path to welcome people back into that city. I love how welcoming our church is. I love how we're constantly wanting to create space 
for more. And I've seen that modelled from the days that I walked in when Rick and Luli were our pastors. I remember being f- feeling so welcomed. And I've seen that modelled through the way that Andy and Beth and have, have done this over the last 10 years ago. And um, I, I remember 16 years ago, we did what is now Essentials. And I remember seeing this video of like this building being open and seeing people putting down flooring, this flooring here, putting, you know, painting, putting up the lighting, doing electrics, all sorts of different things. People were creating a space for you and I that they didn't know who we were. But even before they'd met us, they were creating a space so that we could be a part of something here. But the church is not designed for those within these walls. As William Temple, the former archbishop, said, he said, the church is the only society that exists for the benefit of those who are not yet its members. So if you're visiting today, there is space for you. There is also space in this room for our neighbors, our colleagues, our friends, people who don't yet know Jesus. And we want them to know the fullness of life that we can experience through Jesus, through a personal relationship with him. So a big part of that is how we live our lives. But sometimes there are moments where we can invite people into something and see what the Lord does. And it just so happens that probably the best invitational event is coming up in just a few weeks. Anyone know what I'm talking about here? Christmas! Christmas is coming up, isn't it? So it's the easiest time to invite someone along. So we do have some postcards around. Do grab some of those today. We're going to be putting them in packs so you can give them out. But the big win is inviting people. Invite the people you've had conversations with, your friends, your neighbors, your colleagues. Let's give it a go. So the details, I think, are behind me. If you want to take a snap of that and share that with people, you can get your phones out. I'll trust that's what you're doing. And um, and we can invite people. Um, to do that. But, but as I come into land now, we want to make room in our own lives. We want to put Jesus first through worship, through Bible, through prayer. We want to make room for others, inviting people to encounter Jesus for themselves. But I, I just sense that we have to be, we can only give from what we've already been given. Yeah, Jesus talked about um, freely you have received, now freely give. So we have to receive first. And so I want to give us an opportunity to receive what he has for us in just a moment. But I just sense also that there are people here this morning that don't yet know Jesus. Maybe you're online and you're just checking us out today. You're so welcome. But I just want to give us a moment to say yes to him in this moment, and then we'll, we'll respond together and pray for one another. So can I just encourage you all just to close your eyes? And if you want to pray this prayer, I just want to encourage you to to say yes to Jesus in this moment. And you may be doing it for the first time. You may have done this before. This is a really great moment to do this. So just make the prayer that I'm praying your own. Jesus, I thank you so much that you have made room for me. And right now, I want to say yes to you. I choose to turn away from my anxious, worry-filled life uh, that I'm living right now. So come and meet with me. Let me know that you are here and that you are real and that you care for me. Pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen.